And that is Space 1999. That is the Season 2 intro, much different from the Season 1 intro, of the classic, and to me, one of the best sci-fi TV shows in history. Okay, I said it. Now, I know... (laughs) I know I'm going to get some um, pushback, some uh, defiance, and challenge. And I'm, I'm prepared. I am very much prepared. Now, when we're talking about science fiction, obviously Star Trek always comes to mind. Even Twilight Zone, Outer Limits, Tales from Tomorrow, Bionic Woman, Six Million Dollar Man. You know, we, we've got a plethora, right? A plethora. To choose from and to spotlight, as we're doing tonight, is spotlighting Maya, the alien shapeshifter from from Space 1999. However, of course, we have to encounter the whole series. We've got to put everything into perspective and weigh it all. And that is Space 1999. Now, I would find it hard to believe that (laughs) you guys out there have never heard or seen, or at least I'm sure you've heard of it. I don't know if you've actually seen it. I would hope so. But what exactly is Space 1999? Let's go to the source. Let's go to the official wiki. This is Space 1999 is a British sci-fi TV program that ran for two years from 1975 to 1977. And the opening episode set in the year 1999. It seemed so futuristic back then, right? But now we're way past it. Nuclear waste stored on the moon's far side explodes, knocking the moon out of orbit and sending it as well as 311 inhabitants of moon base Alpha hurling uncontrollably into space. The show is the last production by the partnership of Jerry and Sylvia Anderson, who divorced in 1980, and it was the most expensive series produced for British television up to that time. The first series was co-produced by ITC Entertainment, an Italian broadcaster, RAI, while the second series was produced solely by ITC. Now, there's a lot to unpack there. Um, number one, Jerry and Sylvia Sid, uh, excuse me, Jerry and Sylvia Anderson was uh, TV and film and producers and directors, and they were a married couple. And they were best known, I'd say, of course, for Space 1999, but then a show called The Thunderbirds, uh, they were they were known for doing a lot of kid shows, puppet shows, marionette shows, and then a great sci-fi show called uh, UFO, which uh, I've yet to see every episode, and the, the the ones I have seen are excellent, so I, I recommend that as well. But um, but Jerry and Sylvia Anderson were the uh, creators of Space 1999, and they were co-producing with British. ITC and Italian broadcaster RAI. So it was a very, you know, European show. It was um, the leads, Barbara Bain and Martin Landau, were American, sure, certainly. But the TV series on the whole and, and its, you know, collective was European. And, and at the time, as was stated in the factoids here, it was the most expensive series produced for British TV up to that time. Really think about that. Uh, though I guess the the smart remark could be British TV wasn't uh, 
you know, highly budgeted, which is true. Um, certainly, you know, the, the classic Doctor Who's and all of their sort of sitcoms, faulty towers, upstairs, downstairs, you know, you had a lot of television, which was quality, of course, but in terms of production and the budget wasn't exactly in the big O boffo prime time. So that is Space 1999 in a nutshell. And what exactly was the sort of uh, launch of it? The, 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 you know, the core. Um, to go back to the wiki here, it is the last in a long line of sci-fi series Jerry and Sylvia Anderson produced. Um, it owes much of its visual design to pre-production work for never for the never made second series of UFO, right? So they only made one series of UFO and they never made the second uh, season. The British call it the second series. We would call it the second season. Space 1999 drew a great deal of visual inspiration and technical expertise from the Stanley Kubrick film 2001, A Space Odyssey. The program's special effects director, Brian Johnson, had previously worked on both Thunderbirds and 2001. And if you, you know, you guys watch, if you haven't, when you finally do, you'll see, and if you're fans of Space 1999, you'll see just how true that is. Uh, really visually powerful and interesting. The corridors, the command consoles, you know, all the sets. Um, the Eagle was the space shuttle, so they're sort of there, you know, Star Trek has shuttlecraft, there's, you know, shuttle pods, and Space 1999 has, uh, they have eagles, the Eagle Space Shuttle, and the moon buggy were represented with a mixture of full-size props and detailed scale models. Um, this is interesting. Rather than relying on the expensive and time-consuming blue screen process done for Star Trek, Brian Johnson's team often employed a technique that went back to the earliest days of visual effects. Spacecraft and planets would be filmed against black backgrounds, with the camera being rewound for each successful, successive element. As long as the various elements did not overlap, this produced convincing results. Um, and they really look great. That's another thing um, about Space 1999, even though um, by today's standards, it's certainly not the cutting edge. But what they did for that time was really extraordinary. And you could argue, too, of course, being on the moon... With all the you know the 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 contrast of the um, the spacescape and the the lunar soil very you know very white and light just gives a it's almost like a film noir effect it's beautiful and certainly uh, it's not as dynamic because they didn't use blue screen and maybe more for at the time more advanced uh, you know film and optical techniques but for what they achieved pretty brilliant pretty damn admirable. Um, they go talk about the uniforms and the props, but of course we're talking about Maya. We're talking about uh, Catherine Shell as the, I guess we would call call her a metamorph or a uh, or a shapeshifter, perhaps even a changeling of sorts. Um, she was portrayed by Catherine Schell as the, uh, the alien Maya in the second series. Again, we would call it the second season. Um, they go to the development. This is in addition to the alien Maya character play, played by Catherine Schell. Numerous other changes were made for this branded year two. 
So they wanted the first season, they wanted, uh, I guess, a more intellectual approach. I guess a lot of people would say it's more intellectual. Um, the first season, it's less adventurous. And then the second season, they brought in a new producer. And actually, it was a Star Trek producer, Fred Freiberger. And a lot of people say, well, he kind of screwed it up. Um, but certainly, you know, it was not, it was not, it was, it was a departure. It certainly is a departure, but it is certainly not, um, so much so that it's unrecognizable. Uh, but again, Maya is the, uh, you know, the focus here. And she was one of the first, if not the first shapeshifter in, uh, a, a, you know, a science fiction series in terms of a regular cast member. You know, even in, of course, um, Star Trek, where, where Freddie Freiberger, the producer they brought in um, in the third season, you had examples of like Garth of Izar, Izar who knew um, molecular, you know, transformations and... Uh, so, so shape-shifting certainly is not new, but it's, it was certainly uh, something impactful in, the, uh, in, in, in Space 1999 from, from Maya. Uh, she was called the Psycon. She was an alien character from the planet Psycon. And uh, she became one of the most popular characters and that's the thing i mean many people you know they look at uh they look at her and say oh well she's you know she's sort of the, the sexy bombshell you know the um the flamboyant and you know sort of sexually charged uh you know hottie to be brought in now of course star trek fans can look at voyager star trek voyager and look at seven of nine as a similar sort of you know addition to the cast and certainly we have uh, a lot to, you know, to weigh in that, in that uh, regard. A little about Catherine Schell, the actress who fleshed out Maya. She's a Hungarian-born actress who came to prominence in British film and TV productions. Her notable roles include the Bond girl, Nancy, in her, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, Nancy in Her Majesty's Secret Service, Lady Claudine Litton in The Return of the Pink Panther, Countess Scarleone in the Doctor Who episode City of Death. And of course, as a regular as a regular role as Maya in the second season of Space 1999. Um, before becoming Maya, she was a robotic servant in Guardian of Piri, which was a 1975 episode of Space 1999. And that was the first, you know, a first season episode. And then she, you know, returned to the series in the uh, in the second season as the regular character Maya. Now, what's really personal for me uh, with Maya, growing up, um, loving Space nineteen ninety nine, I must have been, I guess, six seven when it aired. Um, certainly, I saw the Maya uh, episodes, the second season, probably when I was seven eight nine. But I clearly remember a scene that stayed with me and it really motivated me and supercharged my interest in martial arts, which I, you know, still carry to this day. 
And um, I can't remember the actual episode, but it was Maya and Tony walking down um, a corridor. And I think someone had gotten, uh, gotten uh, some alien influence had taken over the, um, one of the crew members. So he was becoming, you know, violent. He was like, ah, he was like, you know, getting all physical and violent. So Maya steps in and I think he knocks down Tony or knocks him away, you know, um, her, her love, Tony, the boyfriend, and she goes into full transformation mode and she has like a little, um, a little glass or, or plastic stick, uh, you know, and, and she's carrying it for whatever reason. And she goes into her transformation and she becomes a uh, Japanese um, kendo warrior. Kendall being the the martial art that George Lucas used for the lightsaber duels and, you know, lightsaber or choreography in Star Wars. And so not only does she have the full, you know, get up regalia, the costume, the, the, the hood, the mask and the kendo sword, but she, you know, she's screaming just like one of these Japanese kendo masters. And it's just extraordinary. It's a beautifully choreographed film scene in, in the episode. And it's just beautiful. And at the end, when she knocks the guy out, Tony's like, what happened? Like, what did you do? And and, and she's like, you know, she it, the little, um, the kendo sword has now become the little plastic stick again. And she goes, oh, I hit him with my stick. You know, and so it's funny, it's action-packed, and it's the, an example of just how um, effective Maya could be and how, you know, no nonsense and uh, business like she could be. What's very, of course, apparent to um, fans is the comparison and the um, parallels to Spock. So she, because she was this strong, sort of logical scientist alien who was an observer of of human behavior. <clears throat> Excuse me. She could look at uh, humanity and our um, silly human interactions and become, uh, you know, uh, quite analytical of them of course spock didn't have the her abilities but he had the vulcan neck pinch and his uh, you know telepathic abilities his, and his mind melts and his great strength whereas maya could do pretty much anything or she could pretty much become anything and i think you know that's one of the draws as a kid of course as a child it's like, wow you know she can do all these things um and i love space 1999 in general i was really spooked by it i if you guys haven't seen it, it's a very, at times, very dark, almost scary show, especially in the first season. The first season was was almost horrific, horror. It was um, almost sort of like gothic and, and, and just spooky. Really good, um, you know, scary sort of concepts and, uh, and premises, though it was not action-packed, and that's why the second season bringing in Fred Freiberger and having Maya as the... Uh, sort of the protector of space 1999. She was sort of like the, the Odo, there you go. The Odo, though she was a scientist, but she was a shifter, shapeshifter like Odo. So there you have it. I like lots of space 1999 fans. We sort of really you know, are depressed that they never did remakes. They never did revisits. They always kind of promised the last 10, 20 years we're going to do a remake, a reboot, or, you know, it just never happens. I know they've done comic books. Pretty sure they've done several novels. Um, and so they've done some, st oh, I think they did a, um, a radio play, a radio version, I think. And, but that's about it. They've never revisited the, the series in either feature film or um, show. So we'll see. Maybe it's not too late. Once again, I thank you guys for listening. 
If you have not subscribed, it would be great for you to do so, either free or the free, um, or rather the paid people, the $4.99 with some nice goodies. Either or, we appreciate you listening and live long and prosper. Go watch Space 1999 in Maya, and we'll see you soon.